Welcome to Mediation Today, a program brought to you by Vesnatsa Tichanin, a Canberra lawyer and mediator. Every episode introduces an experienced Australian mediator to talk about mediation training, development, ethics and practice. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of the ACT land, the Ngunnawal people. Good morning and welcome to another episode of Mediation Today. In today's program, my guest is Venita Dimos, a mediator, conflict and communication coach, and the director of the Mediation Company. Good morning, Venita. Good morning, Vesna. I'm really excited to be here. Learning to manage conflict is not something that most people have ever received education and training for. Most people have learned to deal with conflict on the job, through trial and error, through stress, and damaged relationships. As a result, many people choose to avoid or fear conflict. Avoiding conflict, however, resolves nothing. Being able to effectively resolve disputes is an invaluable life skill that can help you restore relationships, whether in your workplace or your personal life. By working with a trained conflict coach or attending a conflict workshop, You can privately explore your own personal conflict patterns and better understand the dynamics of conflict with the important people in your life. Venita, you are a conflict coach. This was the outline of your approach to conflict management. What could you tell us about your activities as a conflict coach? Well, that's a great question to start with, Vesna, because you really hit the nail on the head with your introduction. Most people don't actually know a lot about conflict coaching because most of us have never been trained in formal coaching question, uh, for informal coaching, which really surprises me because conflict really is something that's in all our lives, isn't it? I mean, none of us really want to have conflict, but whether or not we like it, we do all have some degree of conflict in our lives, whether we're searching for it or not, no one really is immune to it. And that's why I've chosen this journey because I didn't start my career as a conflict coach. So for over 20 years, I worked as a lawyer. And in that time, I saw people in conflict every day. And the question in the back of my mind was always, why is it that some people might have only a little amount of conflict, but it really throws them and they have this incredible, intense reaction to it. And yet there were other clients that had an incredible amount of conflict, but they seemed to just weave their way through it really well. So I knew there had to be a better way. And that is why I went into conflict coaching and threw myself into research and training to try and help people better understand this thing that we all have in our lives called conflict. And often it happens that we are not even aware that conflict may be being built behind our backs somehow. And then it oh, surfaces. that is so true. And I'm so glad you actually said that because, you know, a lot of people as well just avoid conflict. It's their natural default pattern, isn't it? Mm. I, I particularly find for women, um, a lot of my uh, female clients are in this pattern of avoiding conflict. And really the reason why we do it is because a lot of people just don't have those strategies for being able to communicate in a way that works. Mm. Uh, And that's really the the key of conflict coaching. You know, one of my favourite quotes um, is an Albert Einstein quote, and and he says, we cannot solve problems with the same thinking we used to create them. So So when you think about it, 
Yeah, it's such a good quote, isn't it? Mm. Conflict coaching, it really empowers you with new and effective tools to be able to resolve conflict in your life, whether it's at work, whether it's in personal life. It's all about giving you that confidence to have those difficult conversations in a new way. Mm -hmm. Let me touch on something that I mentioned in my introduction, but I'd like to give you an opportunity to, to quickly tell us about your business, Mediation Company. Is that what Mediation Company is all about? Conflict resolution or conflict well, coaching? Yeah, well, funnily enough, it started off as just mediation, hence the name, the Mediation Company. So I started off only providing mediation services, but as time went on, I realised that that just wasn't enough because the clients coming to me, Vesna, they were people that had been in conflict for, you know, minimum six months, 12 months. You know, some of the family law clients had been in conflict for years. And even in the workplace, the workplace clients coming to mediation had this pattern that I was noticing where there'd been ongoing conflict, it had infiltrated through the team and through the workplace, and just having a, a two-hour, a four-hour or a full-day mediation wasn't helping people enough to build their conflict intelligence. Yeah, they live and in the same pattern of thinking, don't they? Absolutely. And what's the point of walking out there with, you know, a great two-page agreement, but yet you haven't learned anything about yourself so that's when I branched out and um, you know became a, a certified conflict coach and then started doing corporate workshops because in conflict coaching again you are helping people one-on-one -on -one. but through doing workshops through doing you know radio interviews like this one you're really impacting more people and you know especially this year with uh, everyone getting on board with zoom and with online video conferencing we're able to have global reach now so we're able to really spread that message and give people those new strategies for communicating and managing conflict in their lives mm. more effectively and how does that i think that you've already started going into that my next question how does what you teach help people in their lives yeah, well, you know, one of the big problems is that people haven't been taught to manage conflict at schools or at universities and they are learning on the job. So what we do teach people is strategies that are evidence-based and research-backed. And so whether you're working with a conflict coach or whether you're attending a conflict management workshop, you learn uh, firstly, you know, most importantly, you learn about yourself and what your personal triggers are. Because, you know, we all have personal triggers, but a lot of us don't have that understanding as to what they are. And that's why, you know, I often tell people, let's say you're in a social situation and someone says a joke. Well, why is it that I might not be offended, but you are? Exactly. So the first, yeah, exactly. But a lot of us don't actually, you know, really, have, we haven't done that deep work to understand ourselves. So firstly, you learn about your own personal triggers and I also do conflict dynamic profiling which means that you know you do a survey and it shows you a report of what your biggest triggers are so that you know what to look out for and then of course you learn how to better manage your emotions when you're triggered because emotions are such a big part of successful conflict resolution aren't they mm. and I think that um, this nicely summarizes what what your work has been so far before we start going into the the essence of the conflict and and how it impacts people could we stop and you tell us your first piece of your choice Oh, absolutely. My first music of my choice is the song Wings by Deltra Goodrum. And I chose that song because I really love 
the words in it about everybody's looking for a new horizon and everybody's looking for a second chance. So, you know, I chose that song because those words really tie in well with what I do. Venita Demos is my guest in mediation today. Venita, you were talking about your practice of being a conflict coach. Tell us, why is conflict destructive in people's lives? Well, after working with people in conflict pretty much all my legal career, I saw firsthand the negative impact that conflict has on people's lives. It can be so destructive. Firstly, we've got the emotional impact of conflict such as anxiety, stress, resentment, anger. There's a resulting impact on people's mental health when it's been ongoing conflict. Secondly, there's a physical side effect of conflict. I mean, there's no shortage of research out there that shows that when we have incredible emotional distress, that that can also play out in physical ailments. So I often see in my clients that when they've got conflict that's been going on for a long time or they haven't been able to resolve it, it can also lead to physical symptoms such as headaches or stomach problems or sleep difficulties. And of course, thirdly, there's an undeniable financial impact of conflict. If we're looking at uh, family conflict with people you know, breaking up, then I know we're all innately aware of the costs of separating and of divorce. Our family courts have got backlogs and backlogs of cases that are impacted by conflict. And, you know, even on the workplace front, there's a huge financial impact of conflict. See, you know, when we're at work and we're either avoiding conflict or talking to people other than the person that's upset us, which is something we see a lot, then, you know, that can lead to expanding conflict throughout teams. You get low productivity, low staff morale. And when you've got that strained communication it ultimately affects the bottom dollar of these you know, employers and of these corporate organisations. Absolutely. So, yeah, there's no doubt. Conflict is destructive. Mm. It can impact all our relationships at work, at home, everywhere. Mm. Uh, Venita, tell me something that, that we as mediators often see in our practice, impasse. Um, Look, an impasse is something I see not only in mediation with multiple clients, but with individual clients too. It just means that we're feeling a little bit stuck. Okay, so, you know, in these situations in all our lives, when we're feeling like that, I think the first thing we need to do is just take a break. So, you know, we might be feeling overwhelmed, we might be feeling emotional or triggered. And if we're feeling like that in a situation of conflict, we need to just take a step back because when we're overwhelmed or when we're emotional our our brain's cognitive capacity is reduced and when that happens we just can't access that crucial cognitive analyzing part of our brain you know the decision making part of our brain the logical part of our brain we can't access it so when we're feeling like we're stuck if it's because we're feeling emotional or triggered the first thing we need to do is take a break and sometimes that is just uh, what we and also the process of mediation and the client's need. That little break, breathe. Absolutely, because then you you know you come back to that cognitive part of your brain where you can see things differently. I'm sure we've all been in situations where we've had an argument with someone and we've said something that we regretted because we didn't take that break when we were triggered. Because you know when we, when we take that break, um, when you're stuck, 
and then you know you bring yourself back to that position of calmness again then you can have that broader vision mm. when we're feeling stuck it's it's because we're focusing on usually we're focusing on the person or the overwhelm and we're not actually focusing on having some future focused solution so when we take that break and we get back to that broader vision we can move away from the narrow focus and it can be really help to, helpful then in motivating us to come back to that solution focus hmm. what do you expect clients to achieve at the end of your coaching program when you tell them what you in a nutshell have just told us what yes, do you expect that, yeah, yeah yeah just yeah go on that's a huge question because <laughs> you really learn so much and you know different people learn different things according to where their skill gap is but you know really not only do you learn about yourself but you also learn about the different layers of conflict so i guess if i was to summarize it you'd learn about how conflict arises and the dynamics of conflict you'll learn about how your brain deals with conflict which i touched on before you learn about your individual conflict style and your individual conflict patterns because you see we all have you know these conflict patterns that we've probably inherited from our childhood or our family of origin so you learn about what your default pattern is and you know finally you learn about what works and what doesn't work in conflict you know in other words what's constructive conflict what are some of the techniques we can use that we can use to enhance the ability to manage conflict and what are some of the destructive ways that we're dealing with it at the moment that really aren't helping us and i would say also what would be useful is to recognize the moment when you say ah there is this is a moment that triggers me and this is the way i can deal with it absolutely having that insight is such a key element of any coaching that you do it's about having someone there to be able to guide you to get that insight what we call that aha moment where you say aha look i've been doing this not only with this person but actually this is a pattern i've been doing in my life you know <laughs> oh, interesting. And being, yeah absolutely and being able to unpack that yes it can be confronting yes it can be challenging but once you come into that new space of realization that's where the magic happens that's where you can say okay this is how i'm going to do things differently Benita, do you think that we need to be 100% honest with ourselves in that process? Oh, you know, there's no point uh, paying to come to a conflict coach or paying to come to a workshop if, you, if you're there for the wrong reason, if you're there just to prove that you're doing everything right or, you know, if you're worried about being judged. It's not about that. You're coming into a neutral space and you're coming in there for you. And the more vulnerable you allow yourself to feel the more you get out of it. And we come to the second song of your choice, Cheap Thrills. Why? Yes, I, I love Cheap Thrills by Sia. Um, I've chosen this song because I feel it encapsulates what a lot of us have realised throughout this COVID period, that we really just don't need a lot in our lives. And sometimes the simple things are the best. Your firm deals with numerous clients, from individuals to companies. Tell me, please, what are some common themes you are noticing in this current environment? And I'm talking the 2020. Yes, it's been a big year, hasn't it? Mm. Well, one of the most common themes I'm seeing across the board is that people just aren't operating at their normal full capacity right now. 
regardless of whether I'm coaching individuals or presenting workshops to larger groups, what I'm seeing is most of us really are feeling quite depleted. And of course, that's not surprising. I mean, what a year we've all had, right? We've had the uncertainty of a global pandemic. We've had changes in our lives. And let's face it, there's so much to worry about right now. You know, people are still worried about their health, the health of their families, finances, the economy. And when you have that huge amount of uncertainty, one of the things that happens is it plays out with increasing conflict. And I'm seeing a lot of increasing conflict in workplaces, uh, not only because of a result of the uncertainty, but because, you know, we've been in lockdown for so long in Victoria as well. Um, and globally, people haven't had that daily ability to connect face to face and to bond and support with our loved ones or with our colleagues. Mm. And so when that's missing, when we can't have that casual daily conversation, then people are on, on edge. And as a result, you see increasing conflict not just in the workplace, but also on the home front. I mean, none of us signed up to be with our partners or our children 24-7 days at home, 24 hours a day at home, right? Yep, I hear you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's been that incredible strain on people's personal relationships this year. And unfortunately, that has led to increasing conflict. Yeah, where stress there is, uh, that's a good breeding ground for, for conflict. Absolutely. What, just reflecting on what you said before, you you seem to be very positive about when people leave your courses. Uh, tell me, what do you call a success in your work? And also, if I can just add, what would be a description of a great day in your daily work? Oh, I love that question. <laughs> um, because, you know, success is so different for all of us, isn't it? So for me, I guess... Now that I've moved into this role of helping others, success at work is not something that you can measure by tangible things um, because, you know, success to me is not how many agreements people reach in mediation or how many people turn up to my courses. The real question for me is how many people can I impact every day? Have I taught someone to do something differently in their life today? Mm. You know, have I, have I been able to motivate and encourage someone to implement a new conflict management technique or to experiment with some new thinking strategies. Because, you know, when I've helped someone to improve their life and the people they share it with, then that is what I call success. And that is what helps me say, yeah, I've had a great day today. You know, a great day at work. You said to me, what's a great day at work? Well, that's a great question too, because so many elements need to come together. So for me, if I was to come back to another quote that I like, it's one where I run the day and the day doesn't run me. Mm. So, you know, it's a day that starts off right. The kids get to school on time. I'm able to keep to my schedule. I think goal setting is very important. So a great day for me is one where I'm able to, you know, work through that schedule and one where I've been able to really make a difference in someone's life. You know, and at the end of the day, of course, finishing off a great day with some balance and spending some quality time with my family because then I can just go to bed and feel grateful for the day. And then mm -hmm. you can listen to, to songs like You Shook Me All Night Long by ACDC, oh, which is your favorite. final choice. <laughs> Tell us why. I love that song because that's mm -hmm. like the perfect way to finish this interview. It just gets me so pumped. So I'll probably, you know, end up dancing around the kitchen when you put that song now. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Venita, I hope we are going to have many more opportunities to talk. My guest in mediation today and I wish you all the best in your future endeavors. Thanks, Vesna. Thank you for the opportunity to be here today.